Now on 94.7 WPVCLP Charlottesville, it's time for the only area radio show devoted exclusively to football. That is to say, soccer. Local MLS, Premier League, and International. It's Blokes on the Bench, and you can reach us at 434-284-9470 or at facebook.com slash blokes on the bench. Now here's your host, Andy Richardson. Charlottesville, welcome along to another edition of Blokes on the Bench. This was a request by Alex. Yes, I wanted to play that. That's one of the best announcing jobs I think I've ever heard in the moment. It was just fantastic. It it really just summed up the emotion when Roma came back to score three goals against Barcelona to take a 4-4 aggregate lead on away goals, and ultimately they beat Sure, Daniel liked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> but he's not here to come, <laughs> comment yeah. on it. He's about to have a baby, so congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, before I forget, obviously, we're joined today with Byron, the head coach for Seville FC. They played yesterday against Sparta 2020, and we were there uh, for the game. What did you think? How did you think the game went? Because it was. Whew. Um, sweaty palms after that one. Yeah, the first half went a little bit uh, very chippy, and we are a little bit uh, careless with the ball. But I mean, we—I told the guys, I said we're going to be playing against the wind. You know, just keep the ball in the ground and connect some passes. Let's get—don't play long ball because every time you play long ball, wind is going to kill it because we don't know where it's going to go after that. Yeah, so it was pretty windy to, yesterday. Yeah, so. we're trying to keep it low and move it. And I think we lost a lot of balls in the midfield. And not having uh, Greg uh, White in the, his uh, midfielder, it oh, yeah. really is mm-hmm. really showed yesterday. But hang in there. Even we went down two nothing, come back to win it three two. It was a nail biter all the way to the end. It was a very special day, obviously, for one of your players. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> the the Silva. His uh, it was uh, very interesting. He said, "Coach, I'm coming." I said, "Don't come," because his wife getting ready to have a baby. <laughs> He came in uh, second half and uh, played about uh, end of the uh, came in about the 35th mm-hmm. minutes or so. He played about 25 minutes or so, scored a goal, and he said, "I gotta go." Wife having a baby, and uh, he <laughs> left. Yeah, it was the funniest thing because, like, you guys were dying two 0 yeah. I think, <clears throat> with all due respect to Sparta 2020, I was telling this before we went on there. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of like Stoke. You know, yeah. the big teams like you, you can beat the big, big teams, but can you beat Stoke on a wet Tuesday? Yeah. They were very, they were set up very, very defensively, and they were kind of taking the chances. And I think you guys did show them a little bit too much respect, yeah, and didn't turn up the pace. And I think Daniel and I were commenting on that, yeah. And then, like as as you said, somebody came into the comedy box and was like, you know, Ari's not playing. He's obviously his wife's having a baby. I sent so, one of my players yeah. to let you know. I said, hey, it's Ari's not here because that's what is going on. He said, okay. And the suddenly showed up. He said, "Coach, I'm here." Yeah, because you, you you went two 0 down very quickly. I mean, it was within a few minutes, like literally two minutes or yeah. so. And I'm just like shaking my head, like, "Oh dear, what's going on here?" And I looked down, and there he is, warming up on the sideline. <laughs> Comes on, it's like you know that hold my drink. Yeah. Like he just kind of goes in, scores. I think did he get the assist Five in minutes? the second goal? Yeah. Yeah, and then two uh, two all. Uh, I'm out of here. I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> Comes right back off again. 
But it, I mean, the, the crowd were like clapping yeah. and applauding them. But um, and congratulations, obviously, you had a Thank baby. Thank you. It was it was it was a nail biter, but it was good. So I mean, uh, we got a really good team, but we also have a lot of injuries that we're dealing with. So we're trying to try to accommodate it. All the others players, that, you know, plug some of the holes that we have, but it's going to take time. So we're on the road next week, so it should be good. Now the, the next home game is the twelfth of May. May. And that's Atlanta All-Stars, is it? Atlanta? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, explain what's going on between that point. You're doing two away games, is it? Well, we have, uh, we're going to next week. We are down in the uh, uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We're going to play with Cardinals. Right, because that game was, was that that the game that was kind of like uh, Yeah, 3-2. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. You're right. There was a a game that was canceled. It was the Atlanta game. That was it, right. Okay. It was the Atlanta game canceled. But then after that, we're going to go to... Uh, Broncos down in the uh, Concord, North Carolina. It was the last-minute team that came in our division. And then we'll be third game. It will be the Savannah, Georgia. Okay. And then we'll be back home in the May 12th with playing the Atlanta All-Star. Now, I was speaking to Daniel about this. Now, I know you were saying that like you're kind of taking it as it comes with regards to what goes on after the end of the season. It depends on playoffs and stuff like that. But is it, the, is it the two top teams that go through the playoffs? I mean, how, do you know how that works? Or? I do, and I, last thing, last time, I mean, they explained to us that the league, I mean, group, group, winner of the group, it goes. Okay, so it's just so, one, one team. And I told the guys, I said, I don't understand how the low country, they're still the number one team because they're tied with the Atlanta because they had a protest or something. I don't know what happened. And they said they have, a f- they have to play five game, win five game. I said, how that happens when you tie with Atlanta? So we have a nine point, they got 13, and they have a one game advantage us too. So they already play five games somehow. I don't know how. The low country is the kind of team to beat at the minute. They're right at the top. And we're sitting second, so we're not, you know. No, I, I tell you one thing. I saw low, low country play, which is we play with them week before. We end up losing one mistake, one goal. That was it. And they are not that a good team. They only to play a long ball from back to the midfield, midfield to the forward. That's it. Three guys. But and I tell the guys, our guys, and they tell them the day, the beginning of the season, that every remind them every practice in every game, we are the best team in the league, talent wise, technique wise, we're the team to beat. But we cannot keep going making mistakes that we do sometimes. It's going to happen. You cannot play perfect game. But if we limit the mistakes that we make sometimes, we'll be a great team. It's going to be the team we beat in the season. So is Atlanta a must win? Oh, yeah. I mean, we should be. There is no problem. We should be beating all, winning all three road games in this season. Yeah, but that'll be a tough one, it seems like, right? Well, I mean, we beat the Cardinal at home. We know what they are. Bronco, we haven't played yet, but they're not a... You know that team, but we got the skill, the pace to do it, and I expect that we can beat the Broncos down to three nothing. But uh, last game of the road game will be the Savannah Georgia. We beat Savannah Georgia here at five two. One of the goals scoring our own players by mistake, but it happens. But I see that uh, I think our uh, competition is the low County, and I think uh, we know what uh, Savannah capable of doing. We can handle seven. I don't think we're going to have any problem with them. You were telling me yesterday before the game that like, uh, I'm not trying to <laughs> put any disrespect on Low Country, but their stadium is well, not great. Well, it was. I was surprised when we walked there about two weeks ago. 
and then uh, raining. You know, I think the league is a requirement that you have to have a locker rooms and the, the uh, you know, next to the field, closest field. I mean, the building, it was 300 yards away. It was school. We couldn't even get in it. And it was raining. I'm in a field, looked like a flower garden. <laughs> I, I wasn't joking. And it's lightning and thundering, and we were playing under the uh, tree line, and we sit on the metal bench. Our guys, after the game, went under the canopy in the school, half naked, changing the dry clothes, because really? nowhere to change. And they were the ones that complained about Atlanta didn't have a proper field and locker room. Give me a break. You just described them. Right. I mean, sometimes that can be an advantage for a team, though. If you're, if you're like, playing in a pit that you're used to and everybody else is kind of coming in, it can make it difficult. Well, I'm not, taking, I'm not using them as an excuse. But if the oh, league right, has right, a requirement course. that you need to meet those requirements to be a, has a team that's playing in league. I'm yeah, and the, the school's got to be open if that's what the locker rooms are. And Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I told the guys down there, I said, you're going to come to a nice facility, Charlottesville High School. Probably one of the, one of the best facilities in our division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's a question for you, yeah. right? So it gets to 2-2, two, 2-all, two, two mm -hmm. penalty. We get a penalty. There's two England fans in this room who mm -hmm. know all about penalties. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask you, do you practice for things like penalties, or is that something that the nerves – I mean, obviously, the, the, the crowd, it's not 20,000, but still a crowd there watching you. There's still pressure to win the game. I mean, that's, is that something you can practice for? No, I didn't because I have a trust in my guys, and I would never try to – to just counting on the last minute penalty to win the game for us. Right. Long as we prepare properly to go after a play, we should never become to that. When it comes to, we have a guy, you know, professional guy that will take PKs and they step up and take it like nothing. Do yeah. they practice on their own every once in a while, just taking penalties? I don't know. I don't see them. Maybe they're doing it at their own time, but uh, we don't hardly do penalty kicks. If, if you do go to the playoffs, is there a chance that games could go to playoffs? Or sorry, it will go be. to penalty kicks? It will be. Okay, so it goes same thing as like international competition. Yep. Two fifteen minute halves after the ninety and I don't know if we go two fifteen and I, I actually don't like to just play extra minute. That's why usually most players get hurt. Just go straight to PK, just get it done with it, you move right. on. So. I, mean, I always find the PKs are quite unfair. There's the the game has to end at some point. Yeah. But it's still not fair. But I mean, think about American football. Some of the games are entire. How that is possible? You got a touchdown, seven point. Byron, you're looking at me. I am looking at. I know the, nothing about American football. It's probably, <laughs> me, it's probably me and Alex Field. I know that's why. That's why he's wearing Celtic. That's why he's wearing Celtic jersey. You'd left my New Jersey home. <laughs> I left my Manchester United one at home. Yeah, why is that? Disgraceful performance today. <laughs> a friend of mine who, who might be listening in Evansville, Indiana. You still Kendall? have a friend? Oh, <laughs> shush you. You ain't coming back. <laughs> um, so he, he, I saw on one of his social media pages, he says, oh, because he, he's a United fan, and he's diehard United, same. And he, like, every photograph is him with a scarf, and he posts something about, oh, I'm on Netflix, and uh, this new Lost in Space thing, it ain't half bad. And I said, yeah, well, it's probably better than getting lost at Old Trafford. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was just awful. Awful performance today. Listen, it happened. This is one of the things I always tell guys. And, you know, soccer is one of the brutal sports. You can dominate, you can lose one stupid thing. But when you sometimes, your all-star player doesn't, you know, they cannot perform time after time, give you the same performance. You know, it's a human being. You know, it doesn't take much to really turn him around. 
I mean, we weren't here last week, but I mean, last week, I was thinking last week was the game we were going to lose. I wasn't, I'll be honest with you. You know, you always get behind your team, but I was going into the City Derby going. Yeah, you almost assumed that it was going to be a loss. Yeah, it's a loss. And and you remember I was telling you a few weeks back about how I don't watch the games. I don't want, I don't turn on. I think you don't like watching them with other people. No, 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 no. I don't like watching it live. It, 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 people are not. When I turn it on, it seems that I get bring bad luck. Ah. I brought karma because I missed the first <laughs> half and I turned it on and suddenly it was, I was like, hang on a minute. This isn't as bad as everyone's talking about. We're actually playing all right. And then I, I was two, two all... Two great goals from Pogba, right? Yeah, yeah. It, was the, it was the Liverpool game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about that. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's so much been going on because obviously Manchester City got beaten, knocked out by Liverpool. Oh yeah. Um, did you see the the? Well, uh, and City won the league today as well. Right. right? Yeah. So that's huge. Congratulations to Christian and Daniel. Neither <laughs> of which showed up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think they're you think they'd be all about it? They're celebrating. Yeah, they're at the bar. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. They're out celebrating. But, I mean, it, it brings it back because we didn't really get to talk about the whole Liverpool. Remember the bus getting hit with all the oh yeah, the flares and everything. Because yeah, I watched that, that and immediately immediately thought of like River Plate and you know the, the sort of well, like, but the juniors. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that's Ooh, like, games are something, aren't they? I mean, I'm wearing a Celtic shirt. Yeah. Celtic versus Rangers, like that. Yeah, that's no joke either. Yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, uh, my take on is that the, at least the Liverpool bus thing, or the and if you don't know, the Manchester City bus was coming into Liverpool. There were flares. They were they couldn't they, see the bus driver. They, couldn't see in front. Yeah, of I know. There's a great video that you sent around uh, of, of, of the whole around. thing. That yeah. is, it's crazy. Like you literally can't see outside the window. What, what, what's so silly is that Liverpool told their fans to come and and respectfully like embrace the, their opponents. Everyone knows what's going to happen when you do something like that. Respect, yeah. And then, and then, you know, if 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 you're going to do this, you've got to have more police support there and keep them x amount of feet off the away from the road. It can't be like that. It was because there was a police escort, but it was like what three guys on a horse and two motorcycles, (laughs) and then then a bunch of like fourteen year old Stuarts who are like, please get back, please get back. Yeah, Yeah, and they were throwing bottles at the at the bus and everything. Yeah, I don't know much. Super about the you know security there, but we use horses, Mark. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. No, it just I there was a story a couple of years ago where it was uh, Mark Clattenburg was leaving a match and he like ducked out early to go to a uh, Ed Sheeran show, Quantum, and yeah. he broke he broke like I guess all the refs are supposed to leave together and it's like do they not have police escorts to like. Especially if you're Mark Clapton. (laughs) No, when you're leaving early, you don't get those. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you'd think, think like, the FA or, you know, whoever does the refs would... I mean, those those people are... They could get beat up, you know? A lot of things could happen there. Sure, Um, I mean, things would get violent with with the sport. Yeah, I mean, they're the refs. Like, you would think that they would have some kind of a police escort or... And the refs this year, and really, are not very popular in England right now. This is We'll get to Michael Oliver later. The the World Cup, this will be the first World Cup in I don't know how long that doesn't have an English referee in it. Because That's what Daniel was saying, yeah, because of VAR, right? Well, not just VAR, but because the English refs are simply just not good enough. Is, is basically what the world FIFA has determined. What? And so, like, Clattenburg was up, so was... Um, well, Clattenburg is pretty much retired. Yeah, but like, he's, he, in Saudi, but he's yeah. in, like, Saudi Arabia, yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. But okay. he was still up for it. He didn't get in. Neither did John Moss and Oliver and all these guys, like... Because there have been lots of controversial calls this year, and, quite frankly, the English refs got them wrong. 
and it seems like they can't r referee a big match. And we saw that again this past week. Which is funny because Webb, you know, did the, what was it? The, it was Spain-Netherlands. Yeah, Spain-Netherlands yeah. in 2010, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy that there's no English referee, but also given the track record and what happened this past week with uh, the, the, the Ronaldo Michael penalty. Oliver, yeah. And Oliver basically gave a red, what, he gave a penalty and then he gave a red card to Buffon because he yeah. was insulting him. I mean, it was just, you got to have some more... Kind of, you got you got to keep the keep yeah. the you got to keep the cards in the pocket. Make, give them a yellow, whatever. But okay, I didn't think it was so we don't have an English referee. Who, who do we have? I we mean, got Russians. <laughs> I'm sure they, they have more than like uh, cards in their pocket. They have cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting. We got a Visa gold gold card. Yeah. <laughs> just keep sliding. Okay. Yeah, it's a rewards yeah. card. <laughs> I know that. I know that Turkey got a referee in there. Really? Yeah. So, I so got a couple of refs in there from Turkey. But yeah, well, the way it works is that you get World Cup, uh, you get referees from around the world. So there's ones from, I, I mean, in Asia you got one from Iran. I mean, there's Japan, Bahrain. I mean, then and of course Egypt. Bahrain is, is not even in there. But yeah, exactly. Some of, some of these countries aren't even actually being represented. Ethiopia has a coach. That the U.S. has a couple coaches that are coming in. Sorry, not coaches, uh, referees. Right. Yeah, there's two of them, right? Yeah, there's two of them. Uh, American football ref? Did it bring yellow flag? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. need to have some of the, the, the Charlottesville refs in there with their caps on. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like the last game, they all were wearing flat caps. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> yeah, both of the American guys are in MLS referees. Cool. So. so quickly, before we move on to anything else, Champions League has also been pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's Barcelona opened, kicked out. By yeah, Roma. Barcelona loses. Well, I feel like fashion. Barca got a taste of their own medicine from last year. You know, they pulled that on PSG, and then yep. this year it's like, sorry, you're on the you're on the other end of the stick this year. Yeah, and if you, you think know? about it, Roma scored two own goals in the first leg, which Barcelona won four one. Yeah. If without those own goals, they would have run it like won it running away basically. Yeah. And I thought that the if you look at the way that Roma set up from a tactical perspective relative to what uh, Pep Guardiola did, uh, it was very interesting to see because Pep played three at the back and then he played Fernandinho. And then there were six attacking players in a very, very attacking lineup. And then Roma just set up how they normally do and they just went after, went, they went for it. And so I think that... But you're the, saying with City and, and Liverpool. Like, but, yeah, but I'm, so yeah. I'm saying because yeah, City were behind and Liverpool and they needed to make a change and the idea was to dominate possession... But I think that that was a, a bad move because it's it's you're, you're not respecting Salah and Mane and Firmino who have all had great years and you I have mean, to. I mean, it's a counterattack. Yeah, you have to respect the counterattack and 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 so I thought it was silly the way that he lined up and we spoke to Daniel uh, earlier and he said the same thing. He's like, I don't understand the lineup choice. It was just bad choices all around. Did did you did you get? You to see, I watched a, I watched the uh, Roma uh, Barcelona game. I think when the Roma when it decided, you know when the Roma looked at it, he said, first step, 0-0 zero, zero going in the second half. With the Barcelona play, they had a chance, and they made the changes, got a goal, and then they bring the Turkish international, Cengiz Under. This guy, I mean, he was a maniac just all over the place, started putting hard pressure. He almost had two assists in the, after the second, first goal. He had to take the guy on in the left fullback and cross in the back post, and goalkeeper saved it, and then came back, they had a goal, an assist. 
All right, guys, the time is almost 20 past six. Don't forget, you can get in contact with us after the break, two, or 434-284-9470, if you have any questions for Baron. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blokes on the Bench on 94.7 WPVC. Reach us at 284-9470 and at facebook.com slash blokes on the bench. Back after this time out. And we're back. Good question. Baron, any salsa dancing coming up? Yeah, tonight. da 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 I'm actually going to go salsa dancing sometime. I was just telling you that. So come on, I've, yeah, I, but I was telling like the guys I've got. I want to see some video of this. You know? Video for yeah. Well, we'll, well, we gotta go, we'll Alex. You gotta go too. I feel listen. like if you go, you have to dance yourself, right? Doesn't that? No, no. They got plenty of ladies, uh, good dancing ladies, man. They will give you a lesson. Actually, take the time to teach how to dance. Move Mark, two feet. Mark, you should go. Mark, this is all you. I can <laughs> dance. Salsa dance? Not. Yeah, I don't know about that. Hey, puppy, this. People say that, you yeah. know, uh, having two left feet and I've got six left feet, so you work that one out. Not good. No, exactly. I'm terrible. I can't dance. Well, can't don't dance. worry. they got a people that they can separate those legs. Song, right? hmm? song, right? Exactly. <laughs> I can't dance. Why am I singing now? Wow, I can't sing wow, either. Wow, yeah. All right, so let's get on. To, let's get on. So um, the Premier League obviously got, I mean, how many weeks have we got left? And, and City have already won it now. Yeah. Thanks uh, five to, uh, rounds left. Four or five? Four or five. Four. So there's 38 games, and we're at 34 now. So. Yeah, four games. Well, so depending on the team. Some teams have played 33 games. Some, right. some have played 34. So, yeah, I mean, there's... I mean, I believe they said this was the earliest that a title's been locked up. I think that it was going to be the earliest if City had beaten United. Uh, did you hear about, last week. Did you hear about them? Like, United players were taunting them on the field because apparently City players had booked tables for celebrations, and they were like, oh. <laughs> you booked the tables? I think we'll take the tables now, thank you. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, congratulations to City. They won. Yeah. They're you like, know, we, we had Oda Mindy booked for party at 10, but Chris Smalling just came in. I guess we'll <laughs> give him the table. <laughs> All right, so the first game this weekend was, was actually a really good one. Southampton versus Chelsea. Southampton fluffed this one out. Yeah, they were 2-0 up. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Southampton, bottom of the league. Or not bottom of the league, but in the relegation zone. But does that really matter now? Because <laughs> well, what I'm saying is they needed the win. Of course, right? And, of and course. they needed the points, and then they they were up two nil, and then Chelsea what three goals in eight minutes? Yeah, two nil, two nil scoreline. Two from uh, Giroud. Very dangerous place to be. Two nil. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I think the it's sad to see Southampton going down. Actually, they got a good club, and they got a lot of good young talent coming out of there. Especially, they are. Uh, you know, academy puts a lot of good player up into the A team, and then that'll make a good money. Now they're between them and the Swans, they get about five points. So, so what do you think is Southampton's problem? Is it that they've sold? Obviously, they've sold all their quality assets off over the years. Ha- Southampton is a selling club; they've always been that way. So do Arsenal. What? Arsenal, if they kept the player that they had in the past, they could have won the league. Sure, sure, but I'm not, and and. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Arsenal, okay. right, Mark? So <laughs> He's busy. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark doesn't even want to talk about that. No, but so so Southampton. So is sometimes they say it's a good thing to go down so you can kind of rebuild. Absolutely. Right, right. Right. So what are your thoughts on that? I agree. I mean, when you're the, looking at the league the way that you didn't want to go, it's going that way. You cannot hold on to league. So might as well go ahead and sell the player to make the money. Go down and bring the player and educate him, train him, so it will be ready. I think the Southampton is coming back next year. 
it's going to be hard to keep so that they'll team be, down. So they'll be like Newcastle last Absolute year, plan. and they'll be down and then back up. Yeah, they got a good coaching staff. They got a good staff. I think they have a little bit of problem. Maybe the players and the club going on. But other than that, that club is solid. I think they're good. they're going to do fine when they come back next year. Yeah, because what Bertrand is probably going to be going to City, and at least yeah. that's what the rumors were earlier in the year. That's okay. Um, good money. But other than that, I mean, I don't think that their team is as strong as it has been in the past. Um, you know, they sold off so many of their assets. You know, Van Dyke was the most recent one, of course, in uh, in the spring. Sorry, in, in the winter to uh, to Liverpool. Um, but other than that, I don't really see anyone on the team that's like, okay, this guy could go. Maybe Romeo, who played for Barcelona at one point, mm-hmm. right? So he could. He was go. at uh, he was at Chelsea, I believe, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's been around. He's 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 kind of a. He's a solid player, but he's definitely more of a physical kind of enforcer. I, I, you know, there's some players that'll leave. He's probably one of those guys. And a lot of these clubs have uh, contracts where you immediately are are let out of the contract if you get relegated. Right. Absolutely. So you can yep. play in the Premier League. Or, yep. I will say though that we're talking about relegation. Congratulations to Wolverhampton. Yeah. They're making it up this uh, next year. I know Ryan Ryan Gregg used to be on the show last year. His dad's going to be happy. He's a Molyneux boy. As is Robert Plant, I believe Robert Plant's a Wolverhampton. Every time we mention Wolverhampton, you always have to like any club. Mark's like, oh, David Bowie was a fan of that. You know, (laughs) some fun music. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I don't know. Elton John, the cheerleaders at at, at Crystal Palace and musicians. I remember the cheerleaders at Crystal Palace (laughs) (laughs) and the Eagle. All right, so Swansea versus Everton, one all. So, yeah, I mean, this one was somewhat lackluster of a game, I thought. Um, didn't catch the whole game. Uh, saw, saw a little bit of it. Um, the first goal was what? It was an own goal, right? Um, it was kind of a weird one where the goalie saved it, then it went off the defender. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the other one was just, it was, I think it was like another punch from the goalie, which went out to Tom Carroll, the former Tottenham guy. And it looked like he was taking a shot. He completely scuffed it, and it, like, goes... It would have gone out, like, out to the sideline, but Ayu was there, and he, he kind of took it on the half volley. It was a nice goal. Um, but other than that, there wasn't a lot of action going on. All right. Huddersfield versus Watford, 1-0 to Huddersfield at home. So, I mean, Huddersfield, like, where are they this year? Because, I mean, they've beaten, they've beaten United, obviously. They made it difficult for City. They're at home they're, games, they can be. Uh, Huddersfield, that they're was They're in a 14th place right now. Yeah, that was a about, huge uh, win for them. 35 points. Yeah, they look like they're going to stay up now. I tell you one thing, this is the one of the team I think people think they might not be able to hold on to. I think they surprised a lot of team. Well, that win yeah. certainly is going to help them a lot, and yeah. I'd be, I'd be you pretty think surprised. David Wanger's hanging around for another year. Oh yeah, I mean if if you, I mean the only thing that would happen is if someone comes and gets them that's a bigger club, which I don't think it's quite to that point. Right. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't see that happening either. Um, but I, I think that. He's he, if, if if you're not familiar with him, he's half American, right? Yeah. So he's uh, but best friends with uh, with Klopp, Klopp right? Yeah. 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 They were training partners one day or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was funny. I uh, training partners maybe article article in the bottom. I find out he was a yeah, the half American. Okay, the guy is doing so well. Why didn't he bring him? Put him in the head of the national team. He'll he'll succeed. He'll pick up the player. They will benefit. Can't get any worse. Team. So, so that's an interesting statement because I, I, I mean, I thought the same thing at one point that he would be a good candidate. What are your thoughts on people like a coach like that, where he doesn't see MLS, which is going to be a, the farm system for a majority of the players on the national team? 
my guess is he doesn't watch MLS. I, I mean, I don't know that. I wouldn't either. Um, <laughs> well, exactly. I don't watch MLS. Although I did see that Zlatan game the other day. Was, you know, is there something? First one. And I made a comment. I said, but what about the Jose Mourinho? I said, how do you let that guy go? He's old man. He's right. just coming and making a difference. Yeah. But but no, but so going back. So if, if would you, is how much of a disadvantage if, if you're not seeing the players in the MLS and, and, and being able to really like pick them up, you'd have to have someone else watching and giving Absolutely. you advice. But, you know, one of the things about you having a great assistant going around, just monitoring the kids, really, who is in it, who is not, because I just don't want to go over to U.S. Georgia so I can be in the bench. You have to pick a player that really developed itself to be in the, it being in the, the national team, it's not easy. And look at the competition that you have around the, just not in the United States, the MLS, you'd be looking around the world. Who's born an American citizen? What league they play? So you try and bring those people in. The competition is tough, but you got to have at least two, three good scouting guys that you trust to take their words to put the team together. If it happens, my head's up. I hope he does get it one day, but it'll take him at least two, three years to build a good program that competed against the uh, go to the World Cup. There is they they haven't. They don't have a new coach for the U.S. national team yet. It's right? an assistant coach, I think, right now. Is 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 that just temporary, or mm-hmm. it is yeah. okay? So they, they, are, they actually anybody. are looking, huh? Yeah. So I mean, they do have some great good players making their way through Bundesliga and places like that. Christian, yeah. was it Christian Pulisic? Yeah, Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Um, yeah, had an assist today. Yeah. But what I want to ask you is, what do you? What is your view on relegation, pro relegation? Are you somebody that believes that MLS should kind of kind of go in line with what everything else? I mean, it, I think it hinders. The league, in the sense that, like the bottom teams, like at the end of the season. Yeah. But you know, the one the sad part is they just keep adding team to the team to the MLS, but no relegation. That has to happen eventually one day, because look at the USL. USL put in a great team together, great competition. They play a lot of US Open Cup, beating up a lot of the MLS teams, and that they should be assigned to the MLS. Said, hey, come on. We invest our money doing the facility, doing the building stadium. We draw more people sometimes than fans than the MLS team. Why are we not being given a chance to play the next competition? We're good enough. I think it's going to happen, and it has to happen for the U.S. soccer to really be get himself yeah. to the but, next but I mean, compared to the I mean, league and the Europeans. Money is the big hurdle, of course. So money, money. But, well, I'm so how would you get around that? Because I mean, like, think about what 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 was the fee that Beckham and Miami FC paid? Yeah. It was like hundreds of millions, right? Yeah. And so, so if I'm Beckham, why am I paying hundreds of millions when there's like a Cincinnati FC or something like that? They Draw more fan than down in the Miami. Yeah, I know. Cincinnati FC is, I, I saw them in the, yeah. I, I was shocked at how good they were in, yeah. in the U.S. Open last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but how do you, I mean, you're not. Well, gonna, we're going to find out who is in the really in charge of money. Why is not other teams not giving a chance to be the relegated? When does this has to happen? But we just keep adding to it. What's going to happen? Example, we got about 30, 30 deal. Say, you got a 40 team in MLS. Are we going to divide the MLS to A and B? That, that would make sense, right? Why? So how is it fair to the USL? Oh, it's not fair at all. Absolutely. I mean, I mean so, everyone here is pro I know. relegation and promotion, of course. That, that, that it's the only happen. thing that makes sense. And, yeah. and, and I think that. U.S. soccer will be forever doomed until they make that move. Um, you know, I came here about, I've been here about 28 years, and uh, since I learned to speak English, surely, and uh, people say, oh, we're going to be catching up with you in five years, 10 years. 28 years, guys, still not happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the sake of the pedigree of American players, there has to be. 
a lot of, I think a lot of the players that truly deserve to be the national team, they're not being fairly treated and, you know, treated and it's unfair to those guys. Is Turkey in the World Cup? Don't even talk about it. I'm pulling for Iceland. <laughs> pulling for Iceland. <laughs> it seems like there are a lot of neutrals that are pulling for Iceland. Why not? I, mean, I, I feel like they're a pretty easy team to pull for. Like, you know, they wear their heart on their sleeves and, you know, they work as a group. And I think you're going to actually, with the United States being out, I think you're going to see a lot of people that are going to hop on that Iceland bandwagon. Like, you know, they beat England. Maybe Turkey. I remember. Twice. I remember talking to your brother after yeah. that game. He was like, "I don't even know what's going on right now." And I was, yeah, I was in Paris then. That happened. That yeah. Was crazy. Well, I think what's going to a lot of people study Iceland. How in the world, last five years, nobody heard about Iceland. Suddenly, they're going to World Cup. What did it take this team to be succeed and coming to this level? They started recognizing what they're doing in off season. What What they've done that that. If, if you're not familiar with the Iceland and, and the FC there, they've they've poured lots of money into facilities. Absolutely. Right. And you right. have to think about it because Iceland is obviously Iceland. It's, but, I mean, it's, 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 weather-wise, it, it doesn't... It, but don't they don't have, have a time. few... I mean, Gilfie Sigurdsson, he's Icelandish. S- Sigurdsson's good. Yep. Obviously, he plays for Everton. Good Munson, he's mm-hmm. he's very good. He so plays he did, for Burnley. I mean, yeah. Good Janssen, wasn't he uh, the former Chelsea player? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that guy uh, as well. Barcelona mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, yeah. Barcelona, yeah Barcelona, Barcelona as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean they've had they've had good players. That guy that you were just saying was probably their most famous player yep. ever. But um, yeah, they've they've built up the the, the the facilities so that you can play year round because yep. you know obviously there's going to be snow on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and it's I mean like it's sometimes of the year it's like you only get a couple hours of daylight because they're so far yeah. north. You know, everyone's playing Bjork. You know that Rod Stewart. I love it. Rod Stewart used to. Rod Stewart used to be a soccer player, right? Yeah, Rod Stewart. Celtic fan. Yeah, exactly. He used to play in Ireland. They got a one year. They got a, such a bad weather that they couldn't play any of the games, so they canceled the season. He decided to pick up guitar, play the guitar, become a singer. Left to the playing soccer and become a singer. Really? Mark, yeah. Mark, you should be doing this this portion of the program because it's music related. I'm surprised. Look, Byron's coming in here with some <laughs> real knowledge. I'm impressed. I got the music knowledge, but you know, I feel like he's probably got a little bit more specialization in certain areas than me. Probably. I'm Fair mainly enough. a rock yeah. and roll guy. So. I, yeah, I'm going to go out and dance. <laughs> Guys, don't forget you're listening to Blokes on the Bench and not, uh, I don't know, some music trivia show. Um, you can get in contact with us if you have a question for Byron from Seville FC. It's 434-284-9470. We'll put you through. Um, so, yeah, so away from Iceland, and that's probably a good thing, like if it's that cold. Um, Go somewhere warm? Where Miami? <laughs> A lot of salsa dancing down there. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Crystal Palace versus Brighton. This was a good game, 3-2. Um, yeah, this one. I, this was one of the ones I had on, on, the, on a couple of the TVs. Uh, Crystal Palace won. A couple of the TVs, by the way. Yeah, just, I, I just, have three televisions. So this how many, was, this how many screens have you got, though? Like, how many, like, you know, projectors? Just one the one? Projector, just the one? Giant one? One projector, two TVs. Looks like a car really, engine sitting in If, if I'm room. really trying to, I can bring up some tablets and computers. to. Alex might have a couple sports bars in town beat. Every weekend is Premier League on his electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find my TV remote control so I can turn it on. My dog chewed the three of them this week already. Byron's <laughs> got his own problems over there. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Oh yeah, this one was was a good game. I mean, ultimately, I mean, like uh, Glenn Murray had a couple of chances in the second half that he really should have scored, and so 
if you're if you're Brighton, you're probably not super pleased with the scoreline in the end, losing. Um, but overall, I mean, talking earlier about kind of where teams are at this point in the in the league. I mean, Brighton's 13th. You know, they're tied on points with with Huddersfield. They also seem like they're going to stay up. Crystal Palace needed this victory. They're they're just above the drop zone with 34 points. So it was a big win for for Crystal Palace. Brighton didn't necessarily need it. So. If you're basically the the losers here were Southampton and Stoke who are trying to get out of the relegation zone right. with, with some big wins by teams. I mean, like with that. a couple couple games left, I mean, do you think the table's relatively where it's going to be at the end of the season? Now, I I can see a few movements at the top. I mean, if United keep playing like this, I can see Liverpool creeping in second. Well, Li- Liverpool is. Uh, I think I don't. Th- I don't. I don't see that happening. Because Liverpool have a game in hand right now. Yeah. We do too. We play this week, right? No, no. Liverpool has thirty-four games. You guys play. You guys have thirty-three, and so and and you're up on them one point. So you have a game in hand. Okay. And and that. So, um, yeah. So I think you guys are going to be okay, unless I'm looking at it. Out well, we no, play good. Arsenal. Yeah. We play Arsenal, and I can see us losing to Arsenal if we play like that. Like we I don't today. know, buddy. And then you got then uh, Liverpool. I think play Chelsea, and I don't know. That's a game I can't call. I don't know how you lose to Liverpool. You know, Aston Wenger and Jose Mourinho, they love each other, man. They'll have a fight in the sideline for the game. You think so? Wow. Yeah, because they've been talking some trash to each other, you know. I hope so. They're set to, they're set to feel for the next game for each other, man. I tell you, it's going to be fun to watch that one. Let's get a boxing right. match before we go again. All right, Burnley. I, did the I feel like that would be a slapping contest oh, yeah. more than. Burnley versus Leicester's. Yeah, Burnley get two early goals in the first nine minutes, uh, which put them up. Leicester gets one back with Vardy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, o- overall, Burnley, Burnley's looking good. I mean, By- Byram came in here sa- making a prediction earlier. I- why don't you go on? Well, I, I said I was, that I was I a did... Tottenham fan. No, I'm an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I know you are, says him. Oh, okay. This guy over here. That's okay. I mean, look at him. They, they're in Champion League next year, so why are you worried about it? <laughs> Uh, at, uh, well, my prediction was that Arsenal is not going to make it Euro, European. Which means that Burnley would be Burnley. In sixth Burnley place. would be go to sixth place, finish the sixth place. So right now, Burnley are two points back, yep. fifty-two points to fifty-four. If the Arsenal, Arsenal losing to Manchester United, they're over. Yeah, and I mean, end of the season, I can see it might be Shaka for the coaching job for Arsenal. I think it has to happen. And Arsenal have some pretty big games with Atletico coming up with the draw in Europa League, so they're going to be focused on that. Just going down some of the games that are coming up that are big for Arsenal. I mean, we're, Arsenal. Pu- we're pulling a United this this year. You know, that's what Jose Mourinho made the decision last year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that 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 was, will probably be decided though on on uh, May sixth. Yeah. Burnley goes to Emirates. That'll be a big game, obviously, to determine oh, yeah. what's going to happen there. The but, Arsenal Arsenal does have a few tough ones with Man United as well and Leicester. Yeah, yeah that, that, that United one's going to be hard to call. All right, guys, the time is now 20 to 7. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blokes on the Bench on 94.7 WPVC. Reach us at 284-9470 and at facebook.com slash blokesonthebench. Back after this time out. All right, we're back. Okay. We never left. I mean, we're still here. <laughs> we're here. But we were on a break. Yep. But we're still back here again. All right, so you're listening to Blokes on the Bench, guys. Um, so, uh, yeah, Burnley versus Leicester. Uh, that was uh, uh, next one is Liverpool versus Bournemouth. And Not what, much of a surprise. Liverpool either. just rolled on Bournemouth three zero. Some some good goals around. Oh, that one goal by Salah 
the header. You don't see many headers from him. No, it was, it was amazing. That was a fantastic goal. I don't I think mean, goalkeeper would expect that ball to be just coming his head, but coming out of that way. Well, it, it was an early cross. Yeah. You know? That's what it cut from deep. Yeah, it was, a great, it was a great diagonal ball in. And, and I mean, for me, I'd be absolutely shocked if Kane can, can catch up. Kane's a little bit off the mark, I say right now, for, for Spurs. And so it seems almost a certainty that Salah is going to get the uh, going to get the the golden boot what's what what is potential I, is I he think could, he'll win the PFA player of the year and the other I think he's going to win all these trophies well, as an individual player So I was listening to someone the other day the thing is with the PFA the player uh, the professional like the, the, this is the one that's right. voted by the players they already voted for that like months ago which doesn't yeah. make any sense De Bruyne could win that one based on that cuz De Bruyne's kind of trailed off a little bit of late um, and they were they were predicting that De Bruyne was going to win the the players just because of the timing of when the vote was right and then and then Salah would win the win like the the the, the I guess what the media does the other one right well I yeah. think I, what, I, what I see I, I think that Salah should is gonna I think it's going to win the EPL Player of the Year I mean he scored over thirty goals it's insane forty in all competitions yeah. What's the, what's the deal with Ken? Is he back or what's, what's going on? I, Kane, I didn't get, Kane is back. He's been back the last two games. He's not firing on all cylinders. He did get the goal, which was kind of weird last week, where it touched his shoulder. They had to Tottenham appealed it. Ah, you're right. I'm, and they were making a big deal about it. And, and, and there are lots of people on Twitter, Salah, and others that were just shocked at, at the fact that the, the FA re- reversed the decision. It was it was very strange. Um, because very un, very because un, unusual that is to be reversed that kind of call. He said he swore on his daughter's life. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and so he had to like testify or something to that it touched his shoulder, and I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird. But I mean, Salah could potentially break the the record for goals in a season. He's still um, got about, about four games four games left. Yeah, which I was. Wondering, so yeah, okay, yeah. So it was Shearer scored 38 goals, or sorry, yeah, Shearer scored the most um, b- back in the way long ago when it was uh, Newcastle, right? A Newcastle. No, 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 no. This was Blackburn. 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 Yeah. yeah, look at that. Um, Chris Sutton. Yeah, I remember watching them guys back in the day, like 93. When is 94. that? Uh, Claudio, Claudio Arena played the the time in the uh, Blackburn. Yeah, that, that was before he went to City. Y- yes, yeah. he went to first went to Werder Bremen in Germany and then Blackburn in Man City. Yeah, and actually, so I'm looking at it now. Most goals in the season, the goal, the record's 34. Salah has 31. It's almost inevitable that he, oh, he's he, going to break and it. And that and that Shearer's and record. It's Shearer and Andy Cole. Uh, they did it in consecutive years, 93-94 uh, and then 94. Was Cole playing for United or was he playing that for was, that Newcastle? Was, it was United, Newcastle United. Okay. Newcastle United. So <laughs> Liverpool this week play with West Brom. What was on Salah will have a two-in-dark season. Um, I don't have that up right now. Okay, and one thing to qualify is that's the most goals scored in a season when it was 42 games. When it was 38 games, which is what it is now, right. the record is triple owned by Shearer, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Suarez. Um, yeah, I remember with, Ronaldo's with name. So Salah's already tied that. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. No, I think I picked up Salah to score two goals versus West Brom this week, so he'll 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 be probably breaking him this year. I mean, do you do you think Salah's still at Liverpool in two years? 
Oh, he'll but, be going next year. Yeah. Forget about two yeah, years. Yeah, he's gone this summer. <laughs> you think he's gone this summer? I mean, yeah. where's he going? Though? Is he going to Spain or is he going Barcelona. to like City? Or? I don't know. I cannot see him play to Barcelona. He'd probably go to PSG. Probably PSG. But because, you know, you got the argument that Neymar might be leaving. And go so, to Real Madrid. Absolutely. Supposedly. So it will be solid, good fit on that team. So, I mean, that would make sense. I could also see him going to Real Madrid as well. Because, I mean, they may sell Bale, and then they would kind of need potentially a replacement. Do you really want to let play? You know, it's going uh, to be Neymar-Sala combination? That would be, that would be yeah. silly, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because, I mean, like... Who's going to sit in the I don't bench? know. They, no, they well, play on opposite wings, so... I would... I, in that situation, I would sit and probably sell, for that matter, as well. Yeah. Uh, um, the guy up top. What's his name for Real Madrid? Uh, Benzema. The, Benzema, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he's not been playing very well. Yeah. So you sell he's, he's past you sell, his prime. You sell Benzema, you sell Bale, you get some funds, and then you you keep you, Isco. Isco's been playing lights out. I mean, he's but he doesn't always get a start. And he called Zidane, you know, when he scored. I think he scored a hat trick against. Uh, I can't remember. It was somebody in the international break. He scored a hat trick against maybe Holland or. Oh, this is you're saying when for Spain. Yeah. Oh no, that was against Argentina. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That was against Argentina. I knew it was a big club. So let's go. This I mean, the, big, big country. Yeah. Real Madrid sold Benzema and uh, and Bale. Bale. They're not gonna get enough money to buy Salah. They're already asking over two hundred million dollars. Yeah, he, that, exactly. Euro. I mean, he's gonna be potentially breaking Neymar's record. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy when Salah just went for what thirty, forty million last summer, mm -hmm. and it was it was a steal for Roma. From Roma, it's funny now that Liverpool and Roma are now—they're uh, now drawn against each other in, yep. in the Champions League. So is this Roma. easier for Roma or is this easier for Liverpool? I for think Roma will win that game. I hope so. Really? I, I, I <laughs> really? Picking, I bet my prediction. I will win. It. I think Roma really there in the truck. That's who I'd rather see yeah. because uh, obviously I'm not a Liverpool fan. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but the, the other the other tie was what? It's Munich, Bayern Munich, and uh, Real Madrid. So yeah, that's the really tough one. All right, so let's move on. Spurs versus Man City. Disappointing for the Spurs. Yeah, this one was, uh, if you watch the first 20 minutes, it was just an onslaught. Um, I was listening to it on the radio, actually, interestingly enough, so it was an interesting perspective. Um, but, man, that within three minutes, uh, Mane almost had an amazing, or no, Sané, I should say, sorry, almost had an amazing goal. Um, it was like a volley that hit the post. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what Jesus got a goal, and and um, there was a there was a, a penalty that was awarded that was controversial because it was uh, Loris took down took down um, best keeper in the world. Loris took out a dude just outside of the just outside of the box, but he called a penalty, and so VAR would have overturned that. I read that this week that they decided not to to bring VAR into the Premier League next year. Thoughts? Well, that's what I thought. Was one of the reasons why the the English ref, the the British refs in the English Premier League were being punished for not in the World Cup was because of the VAR. No, I, I think the decisions were separate. Okay, okay. So what's going on? I mean, they bring the VAR to the uh, World Cup, right? Yep. Yes. I believe so. That is correct. Yeah. I think they're gonna ruin the game. Yeah, I mean, they very well could. I mean, Spurs have been in some. Some games where VAR was used in the FA Cup, and honestly, it didn't. It did not work well. It really depends on how they how they set it up. If 
if, if, if the referee himself has to go running to center field to look at a video screen to make the decision, uh, I don't think that's the way to do it. I think that's how they're going to be setting it well, up, Well, if they're going to do it, just do it. The guys that are up there looking at the video. Just talk to the ref. Just keep playing. And then say, hey, this is what happened. Just do it. But yeah, don't I mean, stop that makes the, game. the most sense. Yeah. yeah. Don't just stop the game. But that's not how it's going to happen, I don't think. i got to go to the books. Yeah. Okay, so where do you think Tottenham finished then? You telling me? I mean, realistically, um, they're probably going to be where they where they are now, fourth. Uh, I would like I'd love to say that they're going to kind of make a make a run at Liverpool or make United, but I mean they're not that far off the pace. I mean they're technically they could be drawn with Liverpool if they just win the next game because they're down three points and Liverpool have a game in hand. But I, realistically, I mean I see Liverpool continuing to to make a run at United and. Um, you know, it's possible they get ahead of United potentially and, and get third. Or that, that's probably the only scenario I see. I don't see them getting ahead of Liverpool. So, Does I, anybody think they can win Champions League? Liverpool? Ooh. Of course. Liverpool, in it, so. Liverpool are, I would say, are the most dangerous team with the way that Salah is scoring right now. I mean, only other person in the world that's scoring like him is Ronaldo. And, you know, we're, we're seeing... Bicycle kicks and, and all these amazing goals from him. These well, he scores well. a lot from penalties, too. Yeah, which we saw the other day, which we never, never said. Was that a penalty for you guys? I didn't watch the game. No, I don't like Michael Oliver, and I think he I think he has an ego. I was and I think a lot of times his ego gets the best of him. And you can't – that was not a clear-cut penalty and we're talking about the 90th minute. I was watching yeah, was the game. Time, yeah. You know, I was watching the game um, down at Chabine, actually, and we were all enjoying the game, looking forward to extra time, and next thing you know, Buffon sent off, and that's just disrespectful to him. You know, His like, last, I, I think yeah. he had every right to be upset in that, in that <laughs> aspect, and Pirlo came out and supported him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just, like... I'm sorry, I'm getting tired of these refs, you know, having an ego and and making the game about them. Like, the game's not about you. And that wasn't a clear-cut penalty, you know. And, and like, prime example, so it was Vasquez that went down, right? Iguain, I'm not sure I I would imagine Vasquez is Argentine or either way, him and... I mean, sorry, he's Spanish. Okay, well, him and... and Iguain clearly know each other because Iguain, you know, has his Madrid connections. Iguain's going over to this guy after this happens, and he's just like, "Really?" Like, and well, but if you know, so interestingly enough, this guy Luis uh, Lucas Vasquez, he has the most penalties drawn this year more than anyone awarded. else Riff. awarded. Got, yeah, because he had he had two really bad dives. He's had four against him, and two of which were like really bad dives on on second review. This one was debatable, and there was another one that was pretty clear cut. It's you know it. I mean, Benatia should not have gone in like he did, but at the same time, like I don't like that game should not have been decided by that. I like, mean, it 100%. looked like Juve was about to pull off what Roma did, win yeah. three three zero, and and, yeah. and make an amazing comeback. And it would have been great extra time. You know that would. So you don't like you're not a fan of Michael Oliver. Oh, I hate him. You know what he he always makes me feel sick when I watch him because he looks like he's had a bad curry the night before. He's always pale. I think he was bullied (laughs) as a child. I think he was bullied as a child. Like a vampire or something. (laughs) In my head, a lot of chocolate. 
All right. So the next game. Constipated. Maybe constipated a little bit. (laughs) Can't wait to get out of there. (laughs) Newcastle versus Arsenal. And I do have to give a shout out to David Rivera um, because he is a Newcastle fan. The only Newcastle fan I've ever met in in Charlottesville. Probably more than, but anyway, a unicorn. Um, So I'm going to pass it over to you guys. Arsenal fan, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, you know, I would I would say this was a lot about the way the teams were set up. I would say it's a lot about effort, sticking to a game plan, and it looked like from when I was watching the game, Newcastle had a better game plan. They stuck to it and they worked harder. They won the 50-50 balls. You know, we. Uh, I, you know, maybe it's a Europa League hangover. You know, the, these things will always but happen. St. James's Park, where Newcastle play, they've been playing very, very well there. Mm-hmm. So you have I, to. Respect, I'm not trying to take anything to away. I'm not trying to take anything away from Newcastle here. I mean, I'm not. I think I heard that they said that that no one had scored in St. James's Park since January. So even the fact that Arsenal got a goal, that was well. Like, you know, Benitez surprising. has always been known as keeping a keeping a very tight ship. You know, even in his days at Liverpool, like that was, it was kind of, they they knew how to play behind the ball and they knew how to play when they needed to attack. That that Benitez Liverpool team was very much like that, and I haven't gotten to see Newcastle much, but it seemed like Newcastle was very attuned to that at being able to soak up the pressure and then hit on the break. And, and the man of the match was John Joe Shelby, uh, who had an amazing ball in. Former Liverpool player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and But that, that pass that he had to Perez, which he then passed out to Yedlin, which recrossed back into Perez. It was, actually, I think it went into Gale originally, but then Perez got the goal. I mean, that was, that was a thing of beauty. A great team goal all around. But I think I tell you, let's get there. Arsenal, if they cannot beat the Man United next week, if they lose the Atletico Madrid, and they lose their spot to the Burley, not going UEFA, I expect that something is gonna has to happen for the club, coaching changing. And uh, I just to let everyone know that Byram is available for the Arsenal job. Yes, <laughs> still. Throw across the park. Can I be your assistant coach? Yes. Bring the goods. It's going to be a lot of party in the sideline. I don't think he's going, though. I really don't. I think he's just... I don't Someone's know. going on behind... The, the board must love him or something. To, right? I think the board's the problem. Well, yeah, obviously the board's the problem. But, I mean... Purge needs to happen or something like at the board. Just get but the rid thing of them is all. that they've kept on bringing in more and more players. They just bought Aubameyang and... Obviously, they're so centers. I think it's like just on the pitch or something, and it's not behind the scenes. So let's just get more players, more players, more players. To try to I think it. one of the best moves we made is we got that guy Mensalot from Dortmund. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. He's the chief scout. Was the chief scout for Dortmund. He bought players like Obama, Yang, Pulisic, yeah. um, Dembele. You know, this guy's been behind okay. the scenes okay. pulling that, that, strings. No, that at sounds Dortmund like a shrewd for, move then. But yeah. when did he join? When did he join? Arsenal, probably about six months ago. (laughs) So he has some plans. Um, You know, I'm going to have to say that this is probably going to have to be Wenger's swan song next season. Well, yeah, because he signed Um, a two-year contract, right? Yeah, and we we at this point cannot continue to. And, you know, it's tough. Like, you know, I remember, Andy, when you and I worked together, 
years ago, you know, our conversations about it's tough when such a figurehead has to leave a club. You know, when we were talking about Ferguson, obviously. And, you know, like, it's tough because there's always going to be that adjustment time. It's not like somebody's going to come into a club immediately and just the ship's going to keep going the same way. Well, let me ask something. If the Aston Wenger was in the Chelsea, it would still be there? No. no he Mar- I understand Jose that. Mourinho left how many coaches he came and gone into Chelsea? Yeah. Man City. I don't understand. If you're going to win a title, you got to bring somebody in. You cannot keep using the same old soap to smell the same, to stick the same way. You're going to fresh faces. You want something to motivate the player to get going. It's not happening for Arsenal right now. You're right. They're going to lose the sixth spot to Burley. They're going to lose the Atletico Madrid. They're going to beat by the Manchester United next week. But there some, you go. But sometimes that's a good thing when you're not in Europe. It means you can only focus on the domestic competition. And okay. next year, that could actually be a positive for yeah. them in terms of yeah. less games, focus purely on the league. And I said this last year when this was all going down, you know, when we were almost going to miss out on Europa last year. Well, and you're making a pretty good run in it, though. I mean, that's kind of fun, right? I mean, it's, it's great to be in this in the semis, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I have a little bit more hope than you know this gentleman over here, but uh, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I, I you so know, you, I you think that they'll beat Atletico? I, I think we have a good chance. I cannot see that happening. I think the Atletico. We have turned up for Europa. So. Atletico is a more complete team than Bar- Barcelona, Barcelona right now. But what were you uh, saying that you'd rather? Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> you want to continue? I mean, it's fun. We, we can, we look can at keep him. on talking. It for does a look hours, like we're doing so. an intervention every time. <laughs> every time, Mark. All right, so my thanks to Byron for being here. Thank uh, you guys for think, having me. Thank next, you all for counseling. Um, the next home game is against Atlanta. May 12, Atlanta. Yeah, All-Star. and don't forget to check. Uh, Seville FC out on my QG page next weekend. When's the next ho- the away game again? Away game is uh, uh, Saturday. Perfect. And you're on Twitter and you're on Facebook and all yep. social media, so follow them. All right, guys, we'll be back next weekend. Have a great week. I'm Andy. Alex. Mark. Byram. Take care, guys. You've been listening to Blokes on the Bench with your host, Andy Richardson, on 94.7 WPVC LP Charlottesville. Join us again next Sunday at 6 for another edition and feed us back at facebook.com slash blokesonthebench. 